That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity, please. Hello and welcome to a new episode of That's a Shame. Won't be saying what number it is because, well, that's just a new decision for a new decade. I'm Isaac, joining me in brand new glasses, which he self-described as nonstacular. It's Declan. How are you? I'm all right. Feeling nonstacular. It's oh, got to be. Oh, good. It's got to be said. And good. It's been exactly a week. I know. Weird, right? Very strange. It feels odd to have that book ending of the week back mm. like Jesus meant when he said, and on the Sabbath we rest. And for us um, Catholics, I know you and I, we've got big Catholic heritage. That's why we'll, didn't we'll be voting you, RLB. Didn't you see you down at the church this morning? No, no, I was at the be- the bigger one. I was at the bigger, the bishop, no, mm. the cardinal's one, mm. doing some of my Catholic rites. As you know, bigger doesn't mean better because some of the no, best worship true. is done inside the cell. That's true, but God is huge. But so. also small enough to be inside all of us. Yeah. And including, I guess that, including Babis. It's that mystery that's always um, provoked a certain, dare I say, lust in us believers. And that's why we worship as we do so fervently and on the Sabbath. And what better form of worship is there pulling this right back around than audio pod? Now, it's interesting that you bring up audio pod mm-hmm. um, because um, Bryony was talking to me today right. about a friend of hers okay. who has something of a, a Carl Pilkington vibe to them mm. now and again. That's good. Um, you know, they're much, a much happier person uh-huh. than Carl. It's a pretty low bar to Much clear. better looking. Oh, it's mm, got to be said as well. That's not nice. But she does from time to time have that same unique way of phrasing things, of thinking about the world. Right. And uh, apparently the discussion between them turned quite recently to the topic of ASMR. Oh, everyone's a favourite. Exactly. Hello, love, it's me. I'm going to lick your ear canals. That would have sounded so horrible. So, sorry about that <laughs> tapping. Um I don't like when they do the tapping. No, I fuck. Really annoys me. Do you know anyone? No, who does? No, Cr- I don't. Here's what: crinkling, tapping, pouring. Just makes you need to get out of bed scratching, and go to the bathroom. Clothes scratching ones. Um, retching. That almost never worked for me. <laughs> I'm I'm marking an exam. Ooh, tingles. <laughs> Hi, I'm I'm the librarian wearing a low cut. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it turned to ASMR and. Um, she said, yeah, but when you think about it, yeah, it's just VR for the ears. Wow. <laughs> That's a lovely... Which is a delightful It is true as well, I guess. Yeah. Or at least it can be true. But then isn't... That's not just ASMR. That's just sound. It's, well, it's not any sound. Like, there's no virtual element to the sound that we're hearing now, really. But if I were listening, if we were in this room and I'm listening to, like audio recorded in even the next room that would be vr for the ears wow it's interesting that the ears they don't really care that much about vr no compared to the eyes which get really freaked out by my it. eyes went nuts mine were so wide that i had to physically crease them back shut 
Which was hard because you're wearing the device. Yeah, and when you've got the big Oculus on, well, anyone scratching at the eyes will find it a challenge. And that's why they design it like that. Because sometimes people do react quite... When we're playing Smash... You're always trying to scratch my eyes out. Yeah, no, that's score yourself a few extra points. That's a different reason, though. When did oh. you first experience the virtual reality yourself? Um, well, it was when I came to your house and friend of the show Matthew was there, mm, and you played Big Doll Three. Yeah, Doll's back. He was back. Yeah, um, I played the well. Played is a strong word yeah, for any VR experience. Yeah, for the most part, I did the stand and look one. Where you suddenly, suddenly you are inside the womb. Yes, that's odd, isn't it? There's a big baby, and then you get hit by a train. Yep. And then after that, I played Dolls Back 3, Dolls Back. Yeah, and again for the third time. That one's really spooky. You're just sort of looking around, and maybe there's this creepy doll. Yeah. And maybe there isn't. Yeah. It's kind of only by accident, I think, of the fact that the most likely candidate for someone who'd buy VR would be someone who's like, relatively well off which would probably tend to imply that they're like of working age right and also like interested in new technology Mm -hmm. basically what i'm saying is if vr didn't self-select for younger people there would have been people already who have fucking died because of a doll jumping out at them in the virtual reality 100 and i guess it's only a matter of time before that happens and it could i just i just do want to warn you it could be you and your loved ones could be any of us and i use the word and it's one of those things you always think is going to happen to somebody else and then a train fucking slams you straight in the rift sad isn't it so segueing away from that now because you know vr yeah it's a very modern Yes. form of art and yeah. media and entertainment and something you can watch porn in I, I was, and so is a book where you can the original porn you can all watch porn in a book yeah. oh, no, if I you suppose. sort of cut cut out some pages and put your phone in there no or if someone's written a, a pornograph I would think of that more as reading than watching you watch books don't you no what are you doing and just watching a book they hear that all the time no yeah no you're talking to some of the wrong people <laughs> it is very good to watch a book it sort of implies a different activity i suppose i suppose it implies you're more engaged Mm. also implies you haven't understood (laughs) and you could be thinking of anything we're alluding of course to a staple of the task canon which which was cruelly Mm -hmm. and callously missed out last year yeah um probably due to the fact that we we didn't do any pod for most of it. Yes, maybe we forgot also. And that, yeah. that will on sometimes will yeah happen again. But seasoned listeners, veterans yep. that many of you are, mm-hmm. will remember, of course, that we have at least once Definitely dabbled. Twice, I think. Yeah. Well, that is at least once. Okay. Yeah, I suppose it is, but I think you're underselling it. Have dabbled in the dark arts that are mm-hmm. the bad sex in fiction awards, the BSIFs. If yeah. you must. And so at, whenever the BSIFs come out, we're, we're on Twitter. We'll be on sometimes Snapchat, sometimes TikTok, just getting, percolating in all the information, all of the hot takes, some writers lamenting their lack of inclusion in this year's uh, shortlist or longlist. I don't quite know how official these awards are. Um, and other people just sharing them around. This year, I did my level best to kind of avoid it all. Because I knew eventually we'd come round to it. And that day, dear listeners, has arrived. We've got a new format for you this time. Maybe you'd like to just explain how it's going to work. Um, well, this year, rather than Isaac having to just hear me read them all out. Yeah, because that does make me feel sick to my core. 
we've split them up. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read some. And, and I'm going to watch some as well. And Isaac's going to watch some. Yeah. And there's a crucial end there, right? Oh, yeah. You've missed out. A really Are we dropping that in? Part. I thought it might have been something we'd try and slide by the listeners. No, I think we should tell them in advance. Pointless now anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's pretty easy to guess. We've added in some home-brewed bad sex in fiction. Um, it's not award-winning by any means. I wouldn't dare to say that it is. No. That it could be, but it should be. I don't want to make presumptions about your own uh-huh. IRL sex life. Uh-huh. But I, I'm going to put it out there that my particular extracts... It's exactly they're, the same as... They're not how you're They're not based down. upon my own experiences. What I did mm. was I went, you know, like altered state kind of I've, style. Yeah, I'm familiar. I just sort of thought, what would be bad? Yeah, that's interesting because I would not have presumed that they were based on your life until you kind of made that slightly clumsy attempt to distance yourself from them. And now I'm going to assume that this is autobiography no there's no need no no of course not and I i'll just listen out and if i hear a if kind you hear of anything of a nasal voice permeating the text well you will because watching, i'll be reading them i suppose so so I that mean, i'm kind of caught there if it's like a sort of self like a phenomenal I, voice i suppose it's more uh you know the way that you introduced it made it sound like you know we dropped some of our own in like like a cool oh, anecdote yeah. Like once well, I was not dicking cool down with Lady Di. Mm-hmm. Never happened, just so you know. Out of interest, I want to be clear about Out of interest, before you... Yeah. See, again, I wouldn't have assumed that you had, but now I'm thinking... No, no. England's um, rays remain yeah, Just out of interest in yours, have you... Yeah? Have you used the phrase dicking down at all in um, your... I can't... I, I'm, some of the authors may have done, but, you know, that could have been any of... Interesting. Of because it's one of those common phrases, isn't it? It's like the beast with two backs. Of course. Um, I think it is Shakespearean as well, isn't it? It's Merry Rise of Windsor where he says, forsooth, thou hast dick dicketh down mm. upon thy maid. And yeah, it was a lovely a turning point, I suppose, in the canon where Shakespeare was proven to be a total fucking creep <laughs> monster. A real smut lord. I, I've ended up with one more than you. That's fine. So I figure I should probably start. Yeah, that's fine, mate. Um, we're, we're not going to name any titles or authors. Yeah. However, I, I, I think you probably did as well come up with titles for your own that you're proud yeah, of. Yeah, I've come up with, so we'll, I've come up with titles and authors for them. So afterwards. Or we could, we could maybe give all the titles. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, afterwards, you're right, because you know them. I know all the fair, titles. Fair, fair. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to read one out. It could mm. be of your own hand, or it could just be of your own mouth, or it could be both. And that's going to be for me. And the detective-minded listeners to ascertain. I'm doing a bold thing here. I'm starting with one of this year's winners because it went to two. Accent. Uh, Interesting choice. I think, mm-hmm. having read this text, yeah. I think that might be the only way to make it worse. Oh. And I therefore, because it's already um, jail-worthy, good um, for reasons you will soon find out. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and use my own... That's fine. That's a choice. ...nasally sort of That's, tone. No, it's, it's an option for sure. <clears throat> the earthy taste surprised her. Mm. Any... Well, it's dick. Not quite. Ah, Nearly. Okay. When he was alive... Yeah. When it swelled inside Miyuki's mouth, Katsuro's penis had tasted of raw fish. Ah. Of warm, young bamboo shoots... And of fresh almonds when she finally released its juices. They're all different flavours, palates. Now it was insipid and muddy to her tongue, like the pools at the temples of Heian Kyo, where the office of gardens and ponds 
had them drained for cleaning. Mm. Miyuki had loved this man. Not that he was a very good lover, but what did she know, after all, since she had experienced no one but him? He used to upset her by the way he silently loomed up behind her and took her by the shoulders, his nails scratching her flesh, his strong breath enveloping her neck, a smell of ripe fruit and poorly tanned leather, his knee pushing against her lower back to open her tunic and expose a portion of naked flesh against which he would rub his organ Mm. as if he were furtively making omelette rolls. Nice. He did not derive his pleasure without her, but in front of her and differently. Okay. Couple of questions. Fire away. I've not made omelette rolls myself, but nope. I didn't know that you used a kind of dick you, as, a, as a stirring device. You are only allowed to or use Or a rolling it. pin, perhaps. No, it's, uh, it's interesting because the way that you create the consistency oh, is just by this semen. sort of... Not, not the semen, okay. interestingly enough. It's just that no hand could ever create the same movement uh, as the male member. That's so interesting that the MM has those abilities just latently. It's kind of like, you know, all the creationists of with whom we agree, of course, <laughs> who would happen upon the great banana analogy and look at the way in which it's just designed by God for our hands. It's five facades, I suppose, mirroring mm-hmm. our human grip. It's easy, self-contained peel process, keeping it fresh for the mouth. Mm. So too. And interestingly, no other creature yeah, is able to eat the banana. Not one. And if they did, well, we'd, we'd shoot them. We'd have to get rid of them. With the, gone, the God-given they, guns. Lest they take over their own planet. And it's amazing that like that banana, and I never saw this from kind of 90s creationist thinkers, the, the penis is perfectly designed for omelette. Action. And it's not that you can't make make it with like no, no, say no, no, your hands, no, sure you but can. you could just taste the difference. Yeah, know? it's like well, you could just bite into the banana peel and all, but that would be an act against God. Yeah, and with therefore the Satan. You mentioned you might have had another couple of questions. Yeah, it was mostly <coughs> to do with the um, the food angle. There was obviously like a real culinary vibe throughout it. Yeah, and um, I don't know. There were just a lot. It was a real mixed message of tastes and flavor sensations on offer Mm. could you just summarize in order the different foods or and or tastes starting with mud if you would uh well earthy earthy yeah raw fish see that straight away is so different and i know that they're not saying it's exactly at the same moment but it's just staggering to think that the same member could contain that flavor realm i'll be honest i'm i was made to feel inadequate by this passage i I'm certain that I'm not encompassing yeah. as many of the food this groups. This like a pack of jelly beans. Yeah, it's like an absolute smorgasbord. It's a Bertie Bot's every flavoured dick. Carry warm, on. Warm young bamboo shoots. Now that that's we can all agree. Like that's <laughs> par for the course. <laughs> You're in the shower sometimes. Fresh almonds. Mm. It's kind of a cyanide vibe, I think. Well, perhaps talking about the poison of thinking, creative batter. I was thinking. Like Bakewell tart. Maybe that as well. Mm. And that, funnily enough... Mr. Kipling. Mm, Mr. Kipling, another staple of the English tradition. And it would be in those very same Bakewell tarts that it would be so easy to disguise the cyanide capsule you... from the penis. And, yeah, I guess that's saying something. I um, just, I'm not sure what. What about the idea of um, just rubbing his 
his dick against I loved the, her the, leg. I loved wood in that context. And I, I don't assume it's a pun because I'm, I've maybe wrongly assumed that this is fiction in translation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, you, you have. I, well, it's not in translation from the language the text implies. Okay. Okay. So wood then is a very, very particular choice, right? Because it's not that he, he could do it. It's not that did he do it. did do it. It's that it implies this like, sort of monotonous repetition of mm. the act that it's almost like he's treating what is it a portion of her flesh at this stage I yes it's just it. a portion of her flesh it's like he's treating that portion which again is a word that speaks to me of chip shops and of doling out battered cod time back to that fresh fish fresh fish acidity from mm. act one um it seems like it's quotidien almost and this See, is like to me what I got from the whole thing was... Um, My erection. This per... <laughs> no doubt. That is... The old bamboo sure, shoot. Surely, <laughs> up. surely, that's just the, the case for all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what I think is that the author in question probably um, thought, I'm going to write this about the Japanese. Mm-hmm. What would his cum taste like? Well, it's sushi. Uh, so it might be And then thought, classic. what would their sex be like? Well, they're all pervs. Uh, and I think that's what he probably decided. So you're saying this is the work of a racist? I am saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair and enough. and honestly, I, I don't think... Because the, the weird thing, most of the people who win this award are bad people. Right. Um, their writing is bad and their opinions about writing are bad. I got up a quote here from um, the American novelist Tom Wolfe, mm-hmm. who won I'm it. I'm not familiar with Wolfe's of... No. Well, he wrote some bad sets. Okay. He won in two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Wow. And this was and this was his um his this was his response. There's an old saying, you can lead a whore to culture, but you can't make her sing. In this case, you can lead an English literary wannabe to irony, but you can't make him get it, said the American novelist after winning for a passage in I Am Charlotte Simmons that included the line Slither, 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 slither went the t- <laughs> But the hand, that was what she tried to concentrate on, the hand, since it was the entire terrain of her torso to explore, and not just the otorhinolaryngological caverns. Hot. (laughs) I'm sorry, I... Gets me To be honest, I blanked out after the (laughs) pentaslither, because that kept me on the ropes good and proper until the end. If you're wondering how the tongue went, (laughs) let me tell you, it was unequivocally... I've also Sliver. thought, um, isn't that horticulture thing? I thought that was always a joke that about that sounding like horticulture. Have mm. I only ever heard the joke version of that saying, Maybe. or has he got it wrong? One um, of the two things exists. Seems weird to reference that quote without referencing the much more. What Otto Rhino Laringe? No, no, no. The bit where it's like you can lead a horticulture. Oh right. I've always heard that as a part of a gardening joke that horrible people say mm. um, maybe that was his fun take on it yeah maybe because maybe. he was a good loser yeah for sure so it wouldn't surprise me if he was like i don't know what would japanese come taste like uh-huh. bamboo because he's done a, a sort of similar conflation yeah. race crime uh-huh. and and sushi so i guess unless you're really playing hardball here we know this one's not by you in which case we could probably exclude it from I'm just outing myself. <laughs> so basically, guys, I hate all Japanese. My name's Declan. See you everything week. from the Far East, that's the same to me. Um, in which case, can you tell us who it is by and what it's from? That was The Office of Gardens and Ponds by Didier Deswan. 
Wow. Or probably Descoings. Has it You're the French person. Didier Ducoin. Ducoin. E C O I N. Yeah, I don't know. Ducoin. Didier of coins. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get a little pic of Didier up so that we can put a face. Yeah, in you have you have a little look because oh, he's very old. <laughs> he's very oh god. He's very racist, isn't he? He wrote uh, the chambermaid on the Titanic. You remember? Mm-hmm. John Lanfer, Abraham de Brooklyn, and avec vue sur la mer. That's French for um, I hate the Japanese. Really weird. <laughs> so he's been going on that particular angle for quite some time. Mm-hmm. A lovely piece for a lovely time, and you say he was one of the winners. He was one of the winners. I think that's fair because it was it was despicable and it disgusting. was awful. Yeah, made only worse by the fact that, like you say, a very racialized kind of uh, angle to the. You wonder what what Didier is doing writing about such yeah, characters. You do wonder, you do wonder, but I'm sure he means well. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to read one of mine now. I'm just deciding which one to go with. When you say one of yours. One of my lists. Yeah. I see. I'm going to read one that I wrote, <laughs> thereby ruining the game. I'm just, I'm deciding. What do you think? Shortest to longest, longest to shortest. I'm not doing it in any such order like that. I just put the five in random order. Okay. I've not done anything of the sort. I'm just going to go with the one that happened to be at the top. She gave a yet deeper moaning sigh, like breathing in. He saw the word he had said shiver and expand inside her. Her arms moved now and flexed. Ooh. Oh, out of here, Venus de Milo. That's a, co- oh. that's a co- oh. He watched the death life. Now it's hyphenated. Sorry, grateful. Sometime terrible. That's a good oxymoron. I think that's called a, a what? An oxymoron. Oh. I did an English degree. No, don't talk to me anymore. Yeah. He watched the death life fill her growingly. She grabbed and caressed him with more muscle, more zest than ever before. Her long, lean <laughs> arms were spider arms, while her kisses roved and dug. I see it, he said. You are the female praying mantis, devouring her mate. Sorry. I that, am. Are you they are. actually saying that to each other? I shall that? eat every shred of you. Oh. Mouthful by mouthful. Uh, exactly but boy you taste good she licked her lips and pulled him close but now he was clasping too it was a kind of of slow wrestling they were knitting each other into a loose slipping knot he was upside down over her loving her bush and lip kissing (laughs) like eating her inner thighs till at last they loved fully and later lay back she did not chatter their arms stirred in a luxurious desultory twining the end I'll tell you what the first sort of image that I got was yeah um <clears throat> when we were doing um campaigning for the Labour Party yeah, yeah which we did really well at and we won I think there was a moment um in one of the big groups uh-huh. where um whatsapp groups you yeah whatsapp specify, groups yeah. I should specify when one really unfortunate chap yeah, Accid- potentially unfortunate. Potentially. I can only assume by accident. Mm. Forwarded to the group a two and a half minute video of pornography. Uh-huh. Uh, on on one of the busiest days of canvassing yeah, like going. While canvassing was happening. So yeah. like middle of the night. It was also, we should just specify, like it was either mid-morning or early afternoon. It was It was like t- two. Either way, and you know me, I'm not one to judge. Judge not lest ye be judged. Mm. Um it's an odd time to be it was a Sunday partaking. Though. Oh, was it? Fair. Yeah. I take it all back. He probably just got back from worship. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, now this video, mm-hmm. because I thought it was an image, 
Um, it was a video. Yeah. I tapped the little play icon mm-hmm. when I saw it come up just to see what flavour he'd sent to the group. Uh-huh. And it started seemingly innocuous. Your classic guys dicking fucking down. a gal. Yep. Dicking down, yeah. exactly. But then very quickly it, it was revealed. <laughs> it was a reveal. That this was, this was no normal yeah. pornographic video. In my head, this moment of reveal that you're about to reference is a bit like if you've ever seen any of the behind the scenes stuff for filming Lord of the Rings. Yeah. How they used forced perspective of Ian McKellen sitting like basically inside the lens of a camera while Elijah Wood is three and a half miles back it to was, imply difference of scale. It's more like, you know, in a film when someone like bumps into a guy yeah. and it's like starts a fight and they're like having a go and then the guy they bumped into stands up and the camera's like behind their shoulder and they're suddenly like looking down. It was like that. The woman got up and she was a a clear two and a half feet taller than the guy Uh and bigger in every sense. Yeah. And she began to like pick him up and spin him (laughs) round and she was holding him upside down. Like it was, yeah. Um, That seemed to be the vibe I got from your text. She was flexing. Yeah. She was like wrestling. Yeah. And there was a lot going on. She had a great bush apparently. Yeah. And she was a, she was the female praying mantis. She was the female praying mantis despite also being a spider. Yes. As well. That confused me at first, but I do love insects and I do want to have sex with them. Well, the spider is not the, an insect. Oh, that's I don't want true, you to. That's true. I don't want to spread any fake news, fake arachnid news. What do you think is meant by the word "it" in the sentence? I see it. He said, "You are the female praying mantis." Is I... it like the reality of the situation? I think it's the ruse. Mm, so your your take is that she is a literal praying mantis, <laughs> sort of hatching out of a fleshy, fleshy. <laughs> and he's like, "I see it." And she's like, oh, Christ. I am going to eat you bit by bit. Yeah, she, mm, you taste good. I suppose the dialogue is very good. And I suppose that because I've just watched just, it. Yeah. And I will give you some of it again. I see it. You're the female praying mantis devouring her mate. I am. You are. I shall eat every shred of you. Shall is nice there. Mouthful by mouthful. Exactly. Ah, but boy, you taste good. So it's really, um, it's really clever. I don't know. I don't know if that read for you, but I read that and I thought that's really clever. It, it's almost. You know what? Too, too. Uh, I don't know. You it's know almost what? too clever. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Yes. You enjoyed it though. I was very good. And kind of tumescence rating. You're at a, like a solid, a stiff eight. I, we're at the angle, or a fleshy six. I'm going to do it by a spongy four angle that would be created against the stomach. Okay. Is acute. Ooh, so, goodness me. Let me tell you. What a start. <laughs> over to you. <clears throat> Frank looked at the offering before him. The young man was bent over, prostrate, head buried deep in a mound of decorative pillows that Frank's wife had bought some years ago. Frank had always despised them, had resented the slog of removing and returning them that bookended each night's sleep. At least tonight, when Judy was making him place each one delicately in the antique wooden chest where they spent the night, he would have this image to enjoy. Mm. He was kneeling directly behind Wayne, looking down from between Wayne? (laughs) This is you. (laughs) Come on. Don't give me that. I I had to change all my characters' names after I made more things like Daz. Dirty I couldn't resist. Looking down from between his parted cards, Wayne's cock was hanging limply at the moment, 
only now starting to become engorged by the anticipation, a fledgling erection, if you will, oh. just beneath his pert little anus. Frank looked at this tableau with the same eyes he did everything else, a computer programmer's. <laughs> Cock and hole, one and zero. Come the on, binary of male no. sexuality from which all his desires could be coded. Oh no, this whole episode got lost, <laughs> unfortunately. He <laughs> He wondered momentarily whether it would be tantrically possible for him to fill Wayne while Wayne simultaneously filled him like an Ouroboros of homoerotic passion, but dismissed the idea almost immediately, given the near impossible anatomic topology of the position. Near impossible? (laughs) Explain yourself. What sort of broken, impossible job? Especially with his lower back being the shambolic excuse for a spine it was these days. No. He's to blame. He'd, he'd just pump until Wayne's rear cup overfloweth. Oh. And, then che- and, then, and then check the lottery results. Yes. That's what he wanted. I. It's a sort of a shame that, you know, part of this process was that there'd be a kind of a, an illusion of anonymity when it came to the writing and be like, oh, mm-hmm. is that... Is that Declan or is that like one of the authors? But when when it became so clear so early on that you'd written that, it yeah. really, it tarnished the text for me hmm. quite Well, I don't know what you mean because that was, that was an extract from In Between Leaves of Chance by, <laughs> by Winter de Koenig. Winter de Koenig? Hmm. Okay. So it's not yours? No. That's horrible. Hmm. That's really, really bad and horrible that mm. you would write that. So, do you know any more about what the text is? No. I think you should keep it that way. Well, I wrote it, so I I can't... Oh, (laughs) goodness. He's done the double bluff. Um, Oh, dear. It's really horrible what you've done. And I think the less said about it, the better. You didn't think that my inclusion of the the gamer community... No, I didn't think that was good. No. No? I didn't think it was good. No. There was a sort of... A coming together of the don't say that of the technological, but also also the mythological. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of and of the the programmer traditionally not a very fuckable character. You've really updated that for the modern age, where mm. he's not only fuckable, but the kind of the fucko. He's doing the fucking. He's doing the fucking. Yeah, of of Wayne. Yeah, the binary boy. But then also, it's surely implied at some point in his life, his wife. I was Wayne a robot as well, or is that just no? I that think was that was subtext. just you. Mm, I think that was that subtext. Was, he was, and Wayne represented the internet as well, I guess. Yes. So that's really interesting. What yeah. We've done. Um, it's a shame about that, but never mind. I've got one for you. Mm-hmm. He clung to her, crying, and then made love to her and went far inside her. And she begged him to go deeper, and no longer afraid of injuring her, he went deep in mind and body among crowded organ cavities past the contours of her lungs and liver and shimmying past her heart shimmying past her heart he felt her perfection the end just think about it just reflect on it that's what do you think about the image shimmying past her heart it's beautiful I've never been so kind of aroused by the Mm. cardio the cardio world now I you know I'm you may have heard me make mention of it while you were reading. Mm-hmm. The the man in question in the extract. Yeah. What? Just how hung is he? Well, it's 
that's partly for the reader. They say show, don't tell. So if, if I'd started that, I mean, if that extract had started with, he clung to her crying, and then with his eight and a half foot long, anatomically precise member made love to her, mm-hmm. and then described this journey, this almost kind of snake-like, in the sense of the Nokia 3310 game, yeah. snake-like precision with which he's orthogonally diverting past the intestines, then up through the gallbladder, maybe through a sphincter here and there, back down the left ventricle, best ventricle, 2020, and till he finds her perfection, I think that would have taken away some of the artistry. And so it's the lack of, it's up to the reader because it Mm. isn't good art when you watch it. It's supposed to provoke that sense of wonder, like, how? Because it made me... How's his dick doing this crazy Well, yeah, because it made me think of, there's a moment in, um, in some of the Ricky Gervais show podcast where Carl tries to say that he's heard somewhere. Yeah, I remember this. That the most erotic thing you could do is is is, is like an internal heart massage. Yeah, a digital massage. <laughs> not and <laughs> you're kind of burying the lead that this is not through the traditional chest incision method. No. So much no. as it is From, via fisting. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that they have to explain to him that not only do you have about forty <laughs> foot of gut to go through, that it also implies you have to rip through yeah, the esophagus. Fucking dead. <laughs> you, you've killed someone. You would be dead for climbing inside a person's <laughs> the, corpse. Holding the heart would be something of a an underwhelming experience given it would not any longer be beating. <laughs> Dear me, that's a horrible idea. But a really erotic piece, I'm sure. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Hit me with one of yours. Here we go. <clears throat> What's the vibe of this next one, would you say? I don't know. We're going to find out together. Seems to be italics. Mm, hot. There was a sensation occurring here that I didn't even know could occur. I took the sharpest inhale of my life, and I'm not sure I let my breath out for another ten minutes. I do feel that I lost the ability to see and hear for a while. <laughs> and- <laughs> And that something it's a mad might... thing to just drop in. <laughs> I think well, I was wait, clinically dead. Mini stroke. <laughs> and that something might have short-circuited in my brain. Oh, <laughs> something that has probably never been fully fixed since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing this diving bell and the butterfly style. Blinking away. One word at a time. My whole being was astonished. Mm. I could hear myself making noises like an animal, and my legs were shaking uncontrollably. I fucking Brackets. Hate. Not that I was trying to control them. <laughs> and my hands were gripping down so hard over my face that I left fingernail divots in my own skull. <laughs> oh, that's not possible. <laughs> that person's misunderstood what a skull is. I know. I think it's your whole head. Scalp, maybe. Then it became... More. Mm. And after that, it more became <laughs> even more still. <laughs> Fuck off. Then I screamed. If this is not you, I'm the, so angry. Then I screamed as though I were being run over by a train. And that long arm of his... <laughs> oh, the long arm was, of the law was, reached up my perfect was, heart. Was reaching up again to palm my mouth. And I bit into his hand the way a wounded soldier bites on a bullet. And then it was the most, comma, and I more or less died. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. Oh, dear. Um, Just, I have a few things about that. But working backwards, have I, or have I, or this author been misusing 
or misunderstanding the idiom to bite a bullet for a long time. I assumed it meant shooting yourself. This person seems to think it's biting a cyanide capsule. Um, I which don't is know. Not a bullet. I don't. I, I would probably because a wounded soldier does not bite. A they bullet. don't. No. But I suppose they might shoot themselves. But yeah, why, why would they? I don't know why that would be in why that would make sense here. I don't know why you do that whilst whilst biting. Oh, someone's palm specifically. Hand, yeah, I tried that as you were doing it. It's hard to get much purchase on a palm unless this person has. Su- you know, you get those like pads on the mm. the front of your hand. His Calloused. must be giant. Well, it is on his long arm. Uh, so, so long arm. Yeah. They say the longer long the arm, arm the more palm. padded the palm. <laughs> yeah, they did. You say that. Mm. Um, wow. There seems to be a lot of um, focus in this piece on the idea of the narrator basically being fucked to death yes now that was unfortunate to behold um and it did seem more like a kind of coded cry for like an insurance scheme to take over mm. their medical payment because it it sounds expensive the whole thing that's the kind of fucking mm. you can't be doing willy-nilly if no. you pardon my french because it seems like it's left her as she says more or less fucking dead mm. uh, so it's dangerous I guess that's about the eroticism of of that knife edge between the life and the death you know the, the French yeah. you will know say la petit mort don't they oh what's that like it's like more, the small dying small uh, yeah yeah when you like come I've, see, I've never heard of any of and of um, I thought that was an original idea in this really the little thing. more and then after that the little even more still yeah and then you'll you'll see it was also most mm. was at the end, so it's That's like nice. more That's even more most, yeah. yeah. Um, that was from City of Girls City by of Elizabeth Girls. Gilbert, mm. whose name you may know. Yes, I do know Elizabeth because Gilbert. she wrote Why? Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, good <laughs> sign. Was there a lot of was, did the eating, the praying, and the loving revolve around palms and long arm and dick? In that novel, I've not read it. I've not read it either, uh, but it seemed to be made into what looked like a, a they, very PG well, they film. they must have cut a lot of that stuff away because you can't... I think the man with the long arm is canon in both, though. Oh, uh, it's like a Stephen King he's extended like pray, universe. He's like but the trouble is he's got one hand against his inner elbow. If his arm's long enough, he could probably do all three of those things at once. He'd be like feeding himself grapes with just a flick of the finger yeah. while praying. Obviously, that's a two-handed job. And the love, I mean, it, <laughs> we'll leave it up to you. The heart's not going to stay unmassaged for long. Let's put it that way. <clears throat> Let me hit give us you. another. Yeah, this is my longest one, so strap in. As B Company filed out of the the mess. Now, there's some words in here that require a kind of American accent, but I won't be doing it. Mm-hmm. As B Company filed out of the mess, capital M, Captain Walker's eyes remained fixed, dead ahead. His composure in the field was unmatched, but this, this was a new test of metal. A close observer might have noticed his breathing had deepened. His sculpted upper body, a physique even his captain's blues couldn't hide, swayed softly like the stars and stripes they'd erected over the sad village Stamper's men had liberated the day before. When the last of the men had gone, his facade shattered like a glass cannon. His powerful hands grasped below the table for the familiar velvet wire of Lieutenant Price's yacht cut and Walker's thick lips parted in a deep moan of approval as the younger man's molars grazed the battle-worn shaft this is of his you. captain's No lock. one else has ever used the word molars. <laughs> his eyes rolling back in his head 
Walker's his military <laughs> threw me off. Walker's mind was filled involuntarily with memories of sand and blood, blood on the sand. He felt a jolt of pleasure and hated himself for it. Price, he groaned. <laughs> Status report. <laughs> Price slid his head back slowly. His neck... <laughs> His neck bending with the grace and length of an insurgent swan. Walker plopped out of his mouth (laughs) with a satisfying thud. The old soldier quivered at the gravity of the impact. Flesh on flesh, hard on soft, smooth on crease. Almost there, Captain, Price grinned. T-minus 30 seconds to impact. And with a twinkle in his eye... He returned to the mission. Mm. And that was from, I mean, you made some bold accusations, but that is from, <laughs> that is from Breakpoint Bravo by Lou Morton. Mm. I so. remember seeing his name. <laughs> I remember seeing Lou among the shortlisted Yeah, authors. big Lou Morton. <laughs> yeah. The military, now, the military pervert. Now I've got, you know, you've, <laughs> as listeners to the show will know, yeah. you've always been a man who's seen the power of onomatopoeia. So <laughs> I just want to focus on the line he plopped out of his mouth. Yeah, well, it's damp, isn't it? What is? His his captain's member, his captain's log. Mm. Yeah. Is Well, is it would damp, be damp yeah? because... What's going on? Like, I'll just take you through it again. No, well, you don't mess. have to go... I think the mess maybe means where you eat or fuck or, or play... <laughs> it, They'd like us to think it's It's like the mess hall. Yeah. Or I was going to do the rec room, but I thought I might have made that one up. Or that Mm. might be like a treasure. It's just in like houses. Um, And anyway, so they're in there. B Company, they're leaving. So they've already finished their dinner. But all the while, and what's hotter than this, Walker's at the captain's table, which I think might only be on boats. (laughs) Now that I think about it. And he's getting sucked off by the wiry head of Lieutenant Price. Wow. Yeah, so his Lieutenant Price or No, he's a Lieutenant, this is an American group. I right. set this during Iraq one. I hope that read. <laughs> <laughs> well the themes are a are lot there. of the yeah, yeah, like this idea of the interplay between pleasure in serving your country and guilt at slaughtering innocence. The idea of like the old and the young. Yeah communing yeah, via the medium of of sucking of getting getting your dick wet yeah um and it plopping at the expense of another man's mouth did you like the characterization no. of price oh, with sorry. his slow head slide with his neck uh, a very the insurgent bendy, swan bendy and graceful long neck i was picturing it like you know those well it made me think it was jimmy nutron to, to me it it made it seem even all the more british yeah um Perhaps again about a, a kind about of a precursor of, to yeah, yeah, yeah Iraq yeah, yeah. too. You've, you've got it right. It's yeah. about the history of imperialism as a Western the insurgent project. swan yeah, coming exactly. in. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. It, it was powerful. And what colour is a swan? Well, <laughs> yeah, I needn't tell the yeah, audience exactly. Something for them to think about themselves. So yeah, that's <laughs> by that was Lou uh, Sergeant Lou Morton. BB. Thank you for your service, Lou. The actual lovemaking was a series of cryptic clues and concealed pleasures, a sensual treasure hunt. She asked for something, then changed her mind. He made adjustments and calibrations, awaited further instruction. For most of the proceedings, he felt his own desire as if it were tethered to a wire, a bright red balloon floating in his peripheral vision. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my penny <laughs> 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 
But, ev- <laughs> but eventually he burst through. It was toward the end, as their breathing quickened, her stage directions had stalled out into silence. He looked to his right and noticed the scene in the smoky lens of the mirror above the bureau, saw his own body move with the steady rhythm of a bellows blowing air at the base of a fire. It brought back the early experiments at the Photographic Society in Paris, the wiring of a bird's feet to a camera gun, the mounting tension and uplift before a surge of exasperated flight. Keep it going. <laughs> His own face, looking back in the mirror, open-mouthed, flushed, Tell euphoric, me more about the was a wild, feet. strange thing to him. A beguiled stranger he'd never met, held in place by an infinite loop. Then... His eyes locked onto Sabine's in the mirror, mm. and he could see that she was pleased with her staging, with her hair fanning across the pillow, with the way her ankles locked about his calves so that her long white feet <laughs> formed, a perfect, formed a perfect V. It is Pennywise. And it was the act of looking back at the film strip juddering above the bureau that sent her into a final boisterous delirium. She bit his shoulder, then whispered into the mirror, Nous voilà, catching her breath. There we are. Mm, beautifully fiery and erotic. Mm. I don't know what to say to myself after that. I need to have a word. Yeah. Onan himself couldn't have, well, no, I suppose it's a bad example. <laughs> Could not have contained <laughs> spilling his seed in, in jollity after that. <laughs> Famous prude, <laughs> Onan. Um, mm, I didn't understand the actions of what was going on there very much. Which is interesting given that that seemed to be the sole basis of the scene. It sounded like, so obviously they're fucking. She mm-hmm. was also talking to a mirror. So I guess there was a mirror somewhere she was looking in, watching them. Um, then there was a there was a bird being wired to something, but that was in our memories. There were some long feet. Yeah, well, they were probably half taken up in the majority of the room. Mm. I noticed, and I think I'm right in saying, that the image of Bellows has featured in at least one, one. of them. Yeah, at least two, I would presume. And is that, I don't know, am I kind of on my own in not always finding, not exclusively, but not always finding Bellows hard-making, kind of erotic? Mm, no, you're not alone. Okay. I'll so you honest. don't, it's not every time you see Bellows that you have to excuse yourself. It's not. Yeah, same. It's not. But it sounds like we're missing out then, right? Because well, we've not published it. Sounds like books. I certainly am. Mm, okay. Um, I've got my last one here. Okay. Uh, I present it, I can't even find it, unedited, and um, see what you make of it. He plunged into her then and her sin began to sing. A deep, primal wail of clasping fingers and rasping breath, of firing synapses and clenching sinew. A song of Pomoja, that's in italics. A ballad of being, that's in italics. A mazurka for the pinprick, diamond-coated, white-hot, lead-lined agony of holding all that feeling in so fragile a vessel. She looked up at him. Tributaries of sweat snaking his jowl as they searched for liquid <sighs> communion mm. and wondered whether her ecstasy was God's blessing or his most agonising curse. Oh, goodness. Either way, she thought, it's too late now. What's your gut check in terms of the hotness rating? I don't know what was happening. Well, they were fucking big. <laughs> and I don't know if And it's... I missed that. Go on, say again. So, basically, he plunges into her. Yeah. And then her sin... Well, it begins to sing 
right? You know how it is. Mm -hmm. There's a deep primal wail. There's clasping. There's rasping. There's firing. There's clenching. What do you think? Um, well, I think you wrote it. <laughs> what? That was from... <laughs> Hang on. Go, go on. It was actually from Remarkability by Jean Lamotte. Now, that's an anagram of... <laughs> I am... Sorry, Mum. You, you shouldn't write these things about... Why not? Grasping and wrenching and... and there's some nice bits in there. Yeah? Yeah, let me find What's them. your fave? I like this sentence. A song of pamoja, which is a Swahili word for togetherness. Mm-hmm. A ballad of being... A mazurka for the pinprick. Do you know what a mazurka is? No. It's like a Polish waltz. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Polish. <laughs> I just like that idea. He's fucking doing the lentler all over <laughs> while it's dipping down. Yeah, well, that's his skill, Goodness. isn't it? Think how hot that would be if someone could maintain that kind of concentration. Fuck. I've got my last one now. Okay, hit me with it. I've been unsure because I've, I've guessed one of yours currently. Mm, yeah. But, so it's either... Okay, I'll listen. She was acutely aware of the sheet wrapped around her foot and she took a moment to contemplate whether or not this elevated their lovemaking to an act of bondage. But her hands were free, almost too free, distractingly loose from the rest of her running across the bed frame or the sweat-stuck back of the grunting beast on top of her. She felt oddly distant from him also, in spite of the very real fact that he was definitely ploughing into her with an almost tragic gusto. This is you. <laughs> His face... Almost tragic gusto delay. <laughs> Thanks! <laughs> That's what they call me on Tinder. Oh. His face was contorted, straining, mm. as if trying to push through an invisible cellophane wall. She's just his face. <laughs> How? She'd never quite seen a grimace like it. Taut but pudgy, pulsating but flat, lips sealed and yet somehow far too toothy. Somewhere south... <laughs> Why have we both latched onto the inherent eroticism of the tooth? <laughs> Somewhere south of her stomach was an act too heinous to contemplate, <laughs> replete with a squelch-heavy soundboard of horrific noises which did nothing to motivate her return to presence in the moment. I wonder what time the offie shuts, she pondered between lacklustre thrusts. Nice. That's horrible. Well, you have um, Howard Ramsdale to thank for that one. Oh, is it? Uh, Extract from his novel Window Dressing. Window Dressing, yeah. Yeah. It's on my list. Yeah, Um, on the Amazon wish list that you've got. If anyone wants to buy it for Isaac. Don't. I'm sure you'll be sharing the link on the the Twitter feed. Oh, no. Deleted our account backs. Yeah. Um, I guess now that we've revealed, we've pulled back the wizard's sleeve, um, an image that here is... Too redolent of the foreskin for my taste. But perhaps that's only in this context. Yeah, that's not what that is, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I do know that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. It's not... You, we're going to have to have a little chat No, afterwards. no, no. We'll, we'll have a little, chat now. We'll, no, no, we'll have a little chat afterwards. Um, um, there is work to be done, I think, in unpacking the characteristics that you latched onto in writing these. So I'm going to pull up my ones again. Mm-hmm. And I suggest you do the same. What was it about... What were the kind of styles that you were going for? Talk to me about what elements of the bad sex in fiction canon inspired um, inspired you in particular. One of the things that I wanted to to kind of uh, explore, mm-hmm. if I may be so bold, um, is the way that too many of them try to um, juxtapose 
very lofty imagery than with very crude uh, statements of fact. Yeah, one of the ones that I remember most from last time is that one where it was either just the most like horribly graphic fucking or everything was like a cog and there was mm. like no <clears throat> no attempt to transition and in fact every attempt not to so that it'd be like her her she was a yeah, goddess her tit wa- was a cog <laughs> i fleshed all over them <laughs> like it's that level of like yeah. they think that having this oscillating pulsating like tiktok because they body horror and machine yeah it's it this good? it's this um weird I think definitely narcissistic desire to maintain a credible um, writing acumen. You know, you don't want to let that drop, that facade. But then also you don't want to sound like a total neek when you're writing about doing it. Yeah. And so you're going to say like, what are you going to say? Bosoms? Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. It's a little bit. That was one of them. Um, There's a lot of, focus on weird sensual imagery as well i think as we have definitely identified before there's like a kind of clamoring within this particular space in fiction to come up with some new like minute moment or body part that you think you can focus the whole thing around just to give it that new spin so there's a lot of like feet or like people's like fingertips i guess that's too obvious but like they're nail beds and stuff mm. and it's weird because none of them ever f- focus exclusively on those because they know that if they did it, it just sounds like a weird fetish piece yeah. <laughs> but then it, it all just sounds weird to be like oh her feet were wrapped behind me like a v and also i definitely did make her come yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a sad kind of desperate uh, flowing ebb and flow promise dear reader yeah um you're you went for a kind of um historical angle in one of yours militaristic yeah. that's another thing that i always remember from these awards is that there is always one that's written by like corporal lance murders brown people mm. and it's just it's a very revealing of their worldview mm. of how like everything is just to be conquered and it's always a disgusting despicable Badly written mess. Hot, of course. Well, sexy like that as goes hell. Without saying. But yeah, I think the army ones are always very bad. So I tried to do a spin on it, whereas, you know, a bit of an update. Yeah. There's, oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. No, well, you accomplished that. I think as well, in both of mine, there's, <laughs> there's a reference to this thing that all of them do about where they think far too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't. They have so much time to be I like, don't want oh, to, yeah. I don't want to, you know out myself as a, a base creature wow. but i i wouldn't say i do my best or my most uh intensive thinking during fucking right that you know i'm not saying that it's mindless but i'm saying that i don't sit there and be like wow this is reminding me of that time that we walked through the flowers and, and i stapled a pigeon's foot to, to the Parisian and camera. it made me think about <laughs> Galvini yeah. <laughs> electrocuting frog's legs. It's a shame, isn't it? Because, like, clearly the impetus behind all of these, and it's a thing, it's a similar thing to why I did that sentence. They, there's always, like, one very long sentence where they do that hyphenated thing a lot. So one where I did, like, mm-hmm. diamond-coated, white-hot, lead line. Like this. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Because it's, like, I guess the ultimate impetus behind all of that is that sex is basically a very simple 
act hugely. Like, mechanically speaking, and not great to talk about. It's not very interesting to be like... I went and in, and that, then I went and then out. Did, like, and then she did this. But, obviously, like, culturally... <laughs> You, you made it sound like fucking, uh, what is it called? Weapon of choice. You could <laughs> go with this, and you could go with that. You could go that with this. This is how I see it. And indeed, that song does dictate a certain rhythmic appeal. Mm. Um, no, I, but yeah, so on one, the one hand, I'm basic, but on the other hand, it's obviously like tied up in like every possible social more and taboo and cultural thing that you could possibly have. But I don't think that the way to convey that is to just smash those two things together necessarily. Mm. That's why I always, and like we've said this on every time we've ever talked about it on air or not, the best way I think it's ever done is to brush over it and then talk about the surrounding, like Have the aftermath yeah. or the lead up. Like the act itself is almost never in fact, I would go so far as to say, never worth it. No, never worth it. I've never read a sex in a book and been like, glad that was there. I think that's especially true of this kind of uh, tendency towards high thinking and imagery or whatnot, because it's no um, uh, observation to say that, you know, in those moments afterwards is when people often feel their most shame or mm-hmm. guilt or love or that it, you are sort of like given time to pause where suddenly you can think about other things. Uh, and so it makes sense for all of that to be there afterwards. It it just doesn't make sense for you to be thinking about, you know, old science experiments during, yeah. unless, unless that's a concerted part on like every author to mimic this notion of he's trying to think of anything unsexy. So it's not to come. <laughs> And his have particular of such thing. A sexy staple. Oh. <laughs> Surely not. That was his error. So the first one you read was one of the winners. What do you know what the other one is? Let me have a little look. I can't. Uh... Because it's hard. Like, I don't envy the task of whoever is in charge of deciding the winners because they no. are all kind of uniquely bad yeah. in a way that if you're judging things on quality, I don't think it's quite the same problem because you're like, oh, that one's better or made me feel more or it better represented this. When they're all bad, but in such unique um, and yet similar ways, then it must be quite a challenging task. The other one um, was the... Was it our it Captain was, Price's blowjob bonanza? No, well, that was you. So, unfortunately, oh, they no, didn't know about that because you're I integrated today. It was one. Female Praying Mantis. Was it? Was the other winner. Yeah, that was yeah. Hot, but, you know... <laughs> Well, of course, their arms stirred in a luxurious, desultory twinning. Mm, true. Twining. Twining, yeah. Twinning would work as well, to be yeah. honest. I don't think it, it mattered, really. Add something to it. So there we have it. I'm spent. Oh, oh, I didn't need to know that at all. We've, um, we've done this so you don't have to. And of course, reading them is not so bad as listening to them. So thanks for, for playing your part of in watching this show. Um, We've got an email address and it's declinantshame.city and he would love to read any more of them that you want to send. Go ahead. Fire them my way. Yeah. Um, and he... Keep them coming. Maybe that could be like a whole other podcast that you do where you just do erotic readings. Yeah. Well, I've always been told I've got the voice As an OnlyFans or something. Mm. That could be something to branch into. Other than that, we have tacitshame.city for any general correspondence. We're going to leave you with a teaser 
for something we're working on at the moment, mm. something that Declan brought into our lives and that we're going to be cultivating into, I think, some kind of like mini series on the main feed, our stress yeah. once again. Um, how, how should we tear up? Well, it's, um, a community. Yes. It's a very niche community. Very niche. But somehow has an, an unfathomable volume of content mm-hmm. um, for us to trawl through. And, you know, I'm quite online. You'd say the same about yourself. Yep. I've not really heard anything about them ever. Despite them being, like, this is why it's perfect. They're people that you know exist. It's not like when no. you learn about the gang stalking community. And you're like, <laughs> who are these kinds? Wow, that's unusual. <laughs> um, this is people that it's clear. We probably see them every day. We definitely see them every day. We know some of they them. They walk so. amongst us. And yet they live such a niche and confined experience that it requires us, hard-hitting investigative journalists as we are, to shine the bright, wet torch of truth straight down their throats and see what, see what they've been eating. And that's what we've got in store for you in the coming months. Until then, I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. Stay hard. Sure. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, oh Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
come to you.